0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya vasudevaya. We offer respect to Śrīla Prabhupāda by chanting the pranam mantra to him in which he is is addressed as the person who is delivering the western countries from impersonalism and voidism Nirvishesha Shunyavadi from the impersonalists and the voidists. When Srila Prabhupada was asked why the western countries because actually Prabhupada preached all over the world Srila Prabhupada said that was because my spiritual master particularly entrusted the preaching in the Western countries to Srila Prabhupada. But Srila Prabhupada, of course, didn't only preach in the Western countries. In fact, after starting his movement in the Western world, he actually spent more time in India. And he brought money from the West for preaching in India and establishing projects. But the pranam mantra, which he himself composed, his own disciples at that time being incompetent to do almost anything, Śrīla Prabhupāda had to give them everything, including his own pranam mantra. So Śrīla Prabhupāda composed this and it followed the spirit of what he recognized in his own spiritual master, srila bhakti siddhanta to be the essence of his mission. Śrīla Prabhupāda wrote in English, an offering to Shula Bhakti Siddhanta Sahasrara Thako. Absolute is sentient, thou hast proved Impersonal calamity, thou hast removed It's good if you can uh, translate that Absolute is sentient Param Satya I guess you could say. So, Srila Bhaktisiddhan says her taco is very... We need Tamil translation. There's no Tamil translation going on. So, Akinchan Krishna Prabhu, please. Tamil. Akinchan Krishna, please, go to him. And for ladies, I don't know. They have to work it out. Among themselves. So, uh, this stanza was was especially appreciated by Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So much so that he would show it to others and he appreciated that this disciple of his, Abhai Arvindadas, who we later came to know as Srila Prabhupada, had appreciated the essence of his mission. Now we may say the, the essence of his mission, or of any Vaishnava Acharya, is to preach love of Krishna. It's not simply negation. But there's no question of preaching or, or there cannot be actual preaching of love of Krishna unless the, ne- the negate the negative is negated because impersonalism and voidism is negativism Nirvishesha Shunyavad. Nirvisha is negative and Shunyavad is Zero. Both deny the, the reality of anything, of anything, which has just been proved by the loud sound of a horn. That's their comment on Nirvisheshan, that's our comment on Shun, Nirvisheshan Shunyavada. Sounds like kind of noise that comes out of your backside so that's our comment on Nirvishesha and shunyavada and actually they have that at the devananda gauriyamach in uh, in Navadip. The the uh, latrine area is called the Gyanakanda, kanda where you pass stool that's for imperson- that's for impersonalism And uh, there's some mantras to chant. You can imagine the propagators of impersonalism are just underneath receiving your charity in the form of stool. So yeah. So um, ultimately, love of God is to be preached, but. If love of Krishna is preached without negating the negative, then that will always uh, it will be apparently preaching of praying, but it will have no solid basis to stand on. That's why we see that. There are many persons who may appear to be bhaktas, but they don't actually have any bhakti, because in their heart is the misconception that Absolute is insentient. The ultimate truth is impersonal. We find in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita the description of what appeared to be or who appeared to be a great devotee who was always chanting Ram Nam. He accompanied Raghunath Bhatta. He wasn't Goswami at the time. He accompanied Raghunath Bhatta and served him as Raghunath journeyed from Varanasi to Puri. Now it would, Nowadays it would take about a day on a train, but in those days it would have taken much more time. It's not said which route he went on. You can either go through the, the jungles of Jharkhand, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did. Or you can go via the Ganga up to the south south of Bengal and then take the coastal road. Anyway, it's a long journey. Either way, difficult journey. So this uh, Ramadas was constantly chanting the name of Ram. But when he came to Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu didn't even recognize him. He didn't want to see him. He didn't recognize him as a devotee, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw that within his heart there was the impersonal conception, which is actually offensive to Krishna and Rama. So presumably this Ramdas, as he's known there, is he was uh, he was a member of the Ramanandi Sampradaya, which is widely spread over North India, in which they are uh, ostensibly or apparently devotees of Lord Rama, but. They're all ultimately Mayavadis, so they don't believe ultimately in the personality of... They'll talk about Rama, but they don't believe in him as a person. They'll chant his name. There, there are many ashram. They'll chant Ram Nam constantly. But philosophically, they're all messed up. And there are many like that. I mean, you, you have all over... In North India, you have Kabir, and people say, oh, he's a great devotee, but he's an imperson. So, uh, actually to preach Prema, the pracharan or Pashandadhalan, Dui Karja Abadhut Karen Brahman. Nityananda Abadhut traveled everywhere for two purposes, to preach Prema and to subdue the atheist. Unfortunately, atheism often poses as theism. It's more dangerous. Atheism posing as theism. Just like we have in modern Hinduism, so many uh, charismatic, or some of them even not very charismatic, but people who promote themselves. This upcoming festival, Vyasa Puja, may be thought it's something to promote Vikas Swami, but it's not meant to promote Vikas Swami. It's supposed to promote Vikas, but not Vikas Swami. Bhakti should be expanded. There are so many and uh, so many of these bogus persons who are promoting themselves. And this is possible because Hinduism, as Śrīla Prabhupāda described, It is quite Quite a brilliant description or a graphic description was a hodgepodge medley of ideas going on under the Mayavad conception. People have no idea what is the actual message of Shastra, but they have a vague idea, vague idea that there's some kind of oneness from which everyone, everything comes. And that different Swamis, there their various different gods and different Swamis, their different manifestations of the One, which is ultimately impersonal. And you'll find like that many apparent paktas, just like, uh, recently quite popular in Gujarat, there was that one, Panduram Shastri. So he talk about Golok, and Krishna and all, but it's was completely, uh, in Mayabadi actually. He would talk about these things and attract, he'd have pictures of Krishna, but then he'd say that actually there's no such place as, as Golok. It's completely impersonalist. And then people, previous to that there were, it was quite popular, there was this Dongre Maharaj, who people thought was a great bhakti, because he was famous for speaking on Bhāgavatam, but he was also a complete mayavadi. If you just examine their… but no one looks at their philosophy. If you look at what, whatever little philosophical statements they make, expose them as the cheaters that they are. They're using the language of bhakti to cheat people. And, uh, promote their envy of Krishna in the form of denying the personality of Krishna. So this should be opposed. Srila Prabhupada opposed that. Nirvishesha shunyavadi. Nirvishesha means the impersonal Shunyavadi means the voidists There's not much difference. It's a, Semantic difference practically. The voidists they say there is nothing. And the impersonalists say, Well, Brahma Satyam mitya, there is Brahma. That's real, that's true. But Everything that we see and experience that's false. And what is the nature of the Brahma which is Satya? Nirvishesh. It has no qualities. It has, there's nothing to distinguish it from anything else because there is nothing else. There's only Brahma. They misinterpret the Vedic statements. Ekam advitiyam. Eko brahmadviti amnasti. They, they misinterpret these statements. <clears throat> so, Jagannitya, they say this world is false. How is it false? What's false? If we... Uh, Actually, all these cricket bats that are manufactured in India, there's one good usage that could be used for them to give a good crack on the head to people who talk this nonsense. And uh, then we will see if they'll talk about jagan mitya. We just gave your mitya skull a good mitya crack with a mitya cricket bat... And now you can uh, go to the Mitya Hospital and get it get some Mitya stitching done on it. What's uh, What's false? If they If they feel the the pain in the head is false. What's false? They can say it's false. It's pretty difficult to, to uh, imagine that it's false when. then why why do they do anything? I mean, why do they even propagate this idea? What's the point of propagating this idea among all the people who are all false? And everything, even the sound that they, if this world is mitya, then the sound coming out of their mouth is also mitya. So why why do they bother eating? Why are they eating Nitya? They're pretty good at that. You see, most of the Mayavadi sannyasis are pretty fat. So, they believe in Anna Brahma. As Srila Prabhupada said, the the Mayavadis, they say this world is false, but they're very, they're, they're pretty busy enjoying it. So how is it, we can say that it's not, it's not the ultimate reality, because it's temporary, but we can't say it's wholly unreal. And then they say Brahma Satyam, and every, Brahma Satyam, but then they say there's no, in Brahma there's no form, there's no qualities, there's no personality, and what's there? What is there? It's actually, uh, shunya, it becomes the same as the, uh, Buddhists or Jains idea of everything is not, well, we can't say everything, there's only, you can't even say there is nothing, because as soon as you say there is, then there is. It's impart, so then they say it's inexpressible by words. And they'll talk so many, they'll write so many books, and then they say ultimately it's inexpressible by words. Then they, why are they writing books? And what's the meaning of words, any words? They're all meaningless words, but uh, then don't just keep quiet. And some of them do, that's the best thing that they can do actually, is just to keep. Mona We highly recommend it for all Mayavadis. Just keep quiet. That's the best thing you. If you're not ready to chant Hare Krishna and accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of God, then the best thing is just keep quiet. At least don't spread your nonsense. Okay, give that to me. Yeah, you can give it to me. This is supposed to be... There's a little curve on that which is supposed to be for cutting the heads of the Mayabhadis. So... Quite appropriate. Thank you. I, might as well hold this. You're supposed to hold a danda for 12 years, and then after that you're supposed to be a paramahamsa. Anyway, I didn't make it to the paramahamsa stage yet, so I'm still a, still on the lower platform of talking about how bad Mayavad is. So, let us understand this. This uh, Actually, what they say is all nonsense, but it appeals to envious people. Why are people attracted to this? Because, Icchadvesha samuthena dvandvamohena bharata sarva bhutani samoham sargayanti pranta. People are envious of Krishna. They have material desires. They enter the, people enter this world to forget Krishna, not to remember Krishna. And Mayavad and Shunyavad are the, they are the, uh, most sophisticated methods for forgetting Krishna. Even the materialistic people may pray to Krishna. Give us this day our daily bread. They may pray to him. But the mayavadi they may also pray to him, but they're they're at the same time, they're maintaining a conception that he doesn't really exist. Our Father who art in heaven, our Father who doesn't really exist, Please give us lots of money, which doesn't really exist, so we can enjoy this world, which doesn't really exist. That's the implication. Of course, nowadays people don't think about it much. They just become a follower, so-called, of these various rascals. But at least we should think about these things, because... We are followers of Śrīla Prabhupāda, who is the follower of his Acharyas, and they've all tirelessly given us this knowledge. It's It may not be such a great credit that instead of being an unthinking follower of some Mayavadi, we become an unthinking follower of the Vaishnava Acharyas. Of course, it's much better, it's better to be in the right camp, that's for sure. But if we're not actually thinking and uh, understanding, then we may remain as just like the Ram Das who was chanting Ram, Ram, Ram. But in his every time he chanted the name of Ram he was increasing his envy of Rama by considering Rama some impersonal non entity. So we have to hear who is Krishna? If we only hear about the leela of Krishna, then it's quite likely that we will, or almost certain that we will maintain the various misconceptions which we certainly have. Everyone has misconceptions. How can we say that? Well, we're in the material world. We're in the material world because we have various misconceptions. Otherwise we wouldn't be here. We are in the material world because we have material desires which are resultant of envy of Krishna because in the pure state the only desire is to serve Krishna. And we have the duality of delusion. Actually this monism or impersonalism it's uh, it's, rege- it, it, it's rejection of Krishna's su- supremacy. So actually, we can't avoid. Even if we say everything is one, we can't avoid Krishna. We can pretend to avoid Krishna, but ultimately, we're by saying everything is one. That means Krishna. Krishna has no. Special existence. Krishna is just a manif- just a manifestation of the impersonal, and we are also manifestations. And then we all merge, and it all becomes one. So this is denying the the specialty of Krishna, the nirvishesh. Krishna has no special qualities. We have not. The, the, the Krishna's names. His forms, his qualities, his pastimes, his abode, his devotees, it's just all false. What could be more envious? So we do, we do, even those who say that everything is one, actually they are dualists in the sense that they are denying Krishna. We cannot avoid, we cannot wholly avoid Krishna, even if we purport to do so, because we are inextricably linked with Krishna. jiva jiva jīvabhūta-sanātanaḥ This is our position. We are inextricably linked with Krishna. We can deny that, but it remains a fact. So this idea, Brahma Satyam Jagan Mitya, both propositions are observed. How can we say the world is false? There's no no real reality whatsoever. And then Brahma Satyam. Only Brahman is real. But what is the nature of that reality? There's no, there's no form, quality, activity. There's, there's, there's nothing there. There's only existence. But what is the meaning of existence? If there's there's nothing to perceive, there's nothing to experience, there's only consciousness, but there's not... they say it's... they say that, the impersonists say that the, the ultimate reality is only consciousness. But consciousness of what? Not consciousness of anything, because there isn't any... there's only consciousness. So there's only consciousness being conscious, but there's nothing to be conscious of. So it also comes to nothingness, ultimately. They say, Brahma-satyam, that, that's truth. Brahman is truth, but, but it cannot be described, there's nothing to describe. It comes to the same thing as voidism. Everything is one or everything is zero, it comes to the same proposition. There must be diversity in reality. Otherwise, there is no reality. The Mayavadis, they, they say that uh, drisha drashta and darshan, jnan, jyata and Gaya, they're all the same. The seer, that which is to be seen, and the seeing, they say it's all the same. Knowledge, that which is to be known, and the knower, they're all the same. This is unimaginable and therefore absurd. This is mitya. Their idea is false. They say this world is false. How can you say it's false? What is the meaning of false? Something which is false should have no re- no reality, no existence whatsoever. Definitely exist. There's existence. Otherwise you wouldn't be able to plan or do anything. Just like you've all come here. By like getting on buses and trains and planes and very, you're able to plan something because there is, there is something there. If there's no such thing as a bus, then how would you have come? If it is absolutely non existent, it's just totally non existent. Then how could you have come? Well, what, then uh, you may say, well then what's the meaning of the word false? Something must be false, otherwise there wouldn't be any such word. But false means a misconception, just like the example of the rope and the, at night, if you're, if we're walking in an unlit place, if we see a rope which is lying on the pathway, we may mistake it for a snake. So, uh, what, so it's our perception of it as a snake, Is a false perception, but there is actually a rope there. It's just that we perceive it incorrectly, and we're able we're able to imagine it to be a snake because there is actually such a such an entity as a snake. So the rope is real, and the. Category of snake is real but our perceiving the rope as a snake that is false so it's not a concept can be false misunderstanding can be a wrong understanding that is a that is false our perception of a rope as a snake that is false but it's not that there's nothing there whatsoever if there is any entity that cannot be called false it cannot be called totally false but then our definitely our perception of it can be but we we cannot say that anything which exists is is totally false it, it just the the Mayavadi idea is that it just we perceive it but it doesn't actually exist at all in no way whatsoever of course course that's so absurd that they try to uh, justify it they bring in some idea of Vyavaharik which as Srila Prabhupada points out is just word juggling expert at talking nonsense. So we should understand these things because uh this is what Srila Prabhupada taught us, this is what Shastra teaches us, this is the, we'll find in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam these points are discussed. Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita says Abyaktam te mama buddhayaha these two verses they uh, deal with similar subjects the idea that Krishna is a product of the unmanifest this is Rejected by Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. And that Krishna is uh, the ultimate reality who has taken shelter, taken a human form. But that form is not actually Krishna. Those who think like this Krishna rejects them as mudhā, rascals. And there are many of them. Śrīla Prabhupāda once commented that practically everyone in the material world is a mayavadi In Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam also there are many verses which uh, directly address these misconceptions. It's not It's not something new or made up. It's not even that Shankaracharya invented this philosophy or this misunderstanding. He was simply a powerful propagator of it. But it's always there, in some form or other, in human society. So we find that... Uh, the Vaishnava Acharyas, they strongly opposed these misconceptions. The first to oppose, in the modern age, of course, when we say the modern age, we tend to think of the last 20 or 30 years or 50 years, but in a universal time, we can say that the modern age is this Kali-yuga. <laughs> So uh, in the modern age, Shankara Acharya, well, that's only also what the last twelve hundred years or so. Anyway, he's been immensely influential. Probably the, in the modern age, the most influential person in the world is Shankara Acharya, even though his name is not very well known outside of India, even among impersonalist groups. They don't know his name even, and in North India not so much known as in the South. And even in the South, people—they've—they some people have heard his name, but they don't know what his teaching is. And even his followers don't know what his teaching is. <laughs> So-called followers. So uh, he's been immensely influential because. People in the material world, they're attracted to impersonalism because it gives them a feeling of being spiritual while at the same time they're rejecting Krishna. Feeling that, well, actually I'm God. And there are many people who, both in the East and in the West, who will shamelessly say with great conviction, I am God. We've probably all met people, isn't it? Everyone's met someone who's told us, without the slightest doubt, completely convinced, I am God. They say, we we're we probably, definitely preachers of Krishna consciousness. They meet people like that. Once, this was many years ago, in Philadelphia, in USA, one man came to our temple, Iskon temple. And he was looking and looked like he was very happy to see everything. And then he came to the temple president and said, I'm very happy with everything that you're doing here. You are worshipping me very nicely. Another fool and a rascal. But he was content Thinking, I am God. So it's nice to think like that, if you're a fool and a rascal. People take comfort in that. Thinking that, actually I'm God. All these people don't understand, but actually I'm God. One day they'll understand. So they go along in this Dream. And eventually they get old and die like everyone else and they go to Yamaraj and this way they still don't learn. So, yeah, the Vaishnava Acharyas have very strongly contested this. This Shri Rangam is the headquarters of the Ramanuja Sampradaya. Now there were many alvas or great saints we can say of the Vaishnava Sampradaya before Ramanuja. But He is considered or is accepted as the Acharya, Sampradaya Acharya. Even though there are many great persons who are considered in the Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya to be, uh, well one of them is the uh, appearance of Lakshmi, then others are the forms of Garuda, Oh, he's an alva in himself. Or they, the appearances of the Lord's paraphernalia, Sudarshan Chakra. So they're very great persons. But Ramanuja is the Acharya because he gave the philosophical position, which is accepted by the Sampradaya on the order of Yamuna Acharya, one of his. 18 gurus. He had 18 gurus for teaching him various things, including his mantra guru. But they taught him various things. Was it 18 gurus? I think so. Or was it 18 times... He, anyway, he had many gurus. So, uh, he is the acharya because he gave the philosophical position of understanding Narayana as the supreme person, not impersonal. He contested this idea. And Madhva even more strongly contested. He wrote his Mayavada Khandanam, for instance, and in his Sampradaya very strongly, Hari Sarvottama. Gunapurna, nirdosham, it's like the philosophical mantra. Hari is He he's above all. He is full of qualities, not nirguna, as the impersonalists say. And nirdosham, there's no fault in him. He is perfect in all respects. So, these are the Vaishnava Acharyas. They establish this point in opposition to the Mayabad, impersonalism and voidism, which is more or less all-pervading in this material world. That is required. Otherwise, Unless that teaching is there, then even if people ostensibly come in a Vaishnava parampara, they'll become immediately mayavadis. As as, As soon as we stop to preach this point, then immediately everyone again becomes a mayavadis. If we don't preach this point, no one ever becomes advanced in Krishna consciousness. And you can see it. This uh, In this Sampradaya, for for generations, this Ramanuja Sampradaya, generations they are very strongly opposed to the uh, impersonalists. This here, Sri Rangam, is the headquarters, the main center of the Ramanuja Sampradaya. And not very far from here is uh, Kanchipuram which is also a major Sri Vaishnava center, but which is also the center of the uh, in-person, Shankara, Sampradaya, in Tamil Nadu. So for centuries they were opposed. And recently, for various reasons, they gave up their opposition. They don't teach the philosophy anymore. And you'll find the uh, the members of the Sampradaya... They'll go to the temple of Sri Rangavan and so many of them in their house, they'll have a big picture of Sai Baba, or oh, Kalki Avatar was popular, somewhat popular down here, got a little popularity, so-called Kalki Avatar, and so many bogus things. They lo- Because they're not taught what the actual understanding is, then automatically they'll pick up the wrong understanding. Any human being can be claimed as God. Why should they go to Sai Baba if they have Ranganath? They don't, they don't know who He is. Unless we hear and understand and are clear, we can clearly understand and delineate who is this person, Krishna then we'll take anyone can be anyone can show some power we don't we say we think that but that's the point we don't think thinking stops as soon as we stop thinking or if we never start thinking then we'll think the wrong thing the Vaishnava acharyas give us the proper understanding and if we don't have that then we're going to have a misunderstanding and if we have a misunderstanding then we don't have bhakti Because bhakti begins with understanding who Krishna is, not misunderstanding. We can say everything right about Krishna and just say one thing wrong and it's all spoiled. As I've often told the story or related the anecdote, in 1989, at the Arda Mela at Prayag. I uh one evening I happened to be walking past huge pandal where there's one of these Shankaracharyas, there's so many Shankaracharas. People call themselves that. Was he was lecturing, packed, I mean thousands of people there. So he was speaking on how we have to we have to take shelter of Ishvara. We have to chant his names. And then he was telling some Leela. I thought, well, it's pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like Bhakti. I thought, well. Then he finished his lecture and you should all understand that you are God. Finished the lecture. So everything he said was good, except he kept on speaking about Ishva instead of saying Krishna. But then the conclusion, you are God. Then what was all that about bhakti, taking shelter? How can you take shelter of yourself? What is the meaning of that? It's meaningless. Sarvadhaman pranityaja, maame kam sharanam How can you take shelter of yourself? It's meaningless. It it just renders the whole message of Shastra meaningless. And it is meaningless. To think that I am God is meaningless because we are not God, and of course the Mayavadis will argue that we are, but actually there's no need for a big argument because it's obvious. God means all-powerful. We are not all-powerful. It's obvious. I mean, it should be obvious. It's just absolute insanity. It's ridiculous. It would be a joke if, it, if people didn't take it seriously. The, I, to think that I am God, it's just madness. But it's considered acceptable for a sane person to say that he's God. God it should be illegal but it's going on and people think I am God and they're allowed to preach that everyone is God which is another meaningless statement how can everyone be God? then there's no meaning of God but if we don't think and understand correctly then we must think and understand incorrectly therefore we should understand who is Srila Prabhupada what he came to teach impersonal is absolute what is that impersonal is sentient what is that absolute is sentient Thou hast proved, in personal calamity thou hast removed. This is Nirvishesha Shunyavadi, past Desha time. That's what Prabhupada came to teach. There's, uh, that's described in the one book, the Hare Krishna Explosion. Prabhu, Srila Prabhupada's exp, Explosion how Śrīla Prabhupāda exploded in anger. That his initial followers, they'd been coming and listening to Śrīla Prabhupāda's lectures for weeks. But they were attached to impersonal ideas and they didn't. Even though Prabhupāda was always talking about how Krishna is the supreme, impersonalism is bogus, because this impersonal idea, it, it makes a kind of cloud in the consciousness by which everything that goes into it just becomes fuzzy, unclear. So that even if you hear, Krishna is supreme, you just, it just comes into your consciousness and gets mixed up with that and that, oh, okay, Krishna is supreme and everything's ultimately one. Somehow everything gets negated by this strange idea that all is one. And you're able to keep within one's muddled consciousness various misconceptions and think that, yeah, they're all okay. Whatever anyone says, it's all okay. It's all true. Everything's true. If you say Krishna is God, that's true. If you say, Shiva is God, that's true. If you say, uh, my grandmother is God, that's true. You say, I'm God, it's true. Everything's true. Everything's true. I've many times told that anecdote. I was telling an anecdote of Prabhupada. I'll just go. i many times told that once walking on the street in Patna. I came across some students stopped me and asked, What is this? Why are you dress like this? And I was explaining Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. One man came up and listened. He listened for a few minutes and then he interjected angrily, Why do you say Krishna is God? He was angry to hear this. Why do you say Krishna is supreme? Everything is supreme. Everything is God. He said. So some pigs were running on the street. So I said to him, do you accept that the pig is God? He said, yes. He was angry to hear that Krishna is God, but he was quite bold to say that the pig is God. So I asked him, do you accept that the stool of the pig is God? Yes. So are you willing to take the stool of the pig home and worship in your home? Do puja? Yes. Such a fool, such a rascal. He became angry on hearing that Krishna is supreme. So he he's he doesn't like that Krishna will be worshipped, but he says he's ready to worship the stool of a pig. He would rather worship the stool of a pig than worship Krishna. So therefore Prabhupada said, kick on their head with boots. It's actually a very uh, good prospect, because how can you discuss with such people? If you kick them in the head, then something might get in order. Everything's disordered. there, So a good kick might put it back in order. So anyway, Srila uh, Prabhupada, 1966 or thereabouts, with his new followers who weren't really followers because they were Mayabhadis. So Srila Prabhupada was preaching and uh, they were using this Prabhupada didn't have his own edition of Bhagavad-gītā as it is at that time. So, um, they were reading from Dr. Radha Krishnan's edition. Prabhupada would read the translations, which Prabhupada thought the translations were okay, but the purports were... The commentary is terrible. Totally impersonalistic. Srila Prabhupada was particularly upset at Dr. Radha Krishnan's commentary on the last verse of the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Manmana bhava madhbhaktom adhyaji maungna maskaru vaishasi yuktvaivam atmanam matparayan hao. Where Krishna, as he does repeatedly in Bhagavad Gita, points to bhakti to himself. But Dr. Radha Krishna says not that, it's not Krishna that we are to meditate upon, but the unborn, unpersonal within Krishna. In other words, deny, denying Krishna's supremacy, saying that there's something higher than Krishna, which is against the whole message of Bhagavad Gita. So, Srila uh, Prabhupada was Speaking against this, and uh, one of his followers protested, Well, actually, it is all impersonal. What's wrong? And so then, this person who had been with Prabhupada for weeks, listening to Prabhupada, came out with all this stuff about quoting various so-called spiritual leaders and how they're all they're all saying that everything is all one and, and Prabhupada was listening and getting more and more angry but he was quiet he didn't say anything and he said have you finished he said no I've got more to say and then he, he was speaking more and all impersonal how all these great philosophers, they all say that everything is all one. And then when it finished, Prabhupada, this old man, you have to remember, a, people expect an old man to be just nice and smile. Prabhupada smashed his hand on the lectern and stood up and started shouting, Why do you deny Krishna? Krishna says, you think of me. You be my devotee. Why are they denying Krishna? It's Krishna. The truth is Krishna. Why are you denying? Why are you envious of Krishna? So it really shocked his followers. And they were discussing among themselves afterwards. And one of them said, Well, actually he's right, because the Bhagavad Gita tells to worship Krishna. But we've been reading all the Bhagavad Gita and so many spiritual books and so many spiritual teachings. But we would have, we never had the idea to worship Krishna until we heard from Swamiji, from Prabhupada. So he's right. That's true. That's true. Bhagavad-gita, in Bhagavad-gita Krishna says to worship Krishna. And we've been reading Bhagavad-gita and we never had any idea to worship Krishna. So what Prabhupada says is, is right, that all these so-called swamis are misleading because they're not presenting Krishna, who presents himself in Bhagavad-gita. So they are all cheating, he's right. But unless Prabhupada had shouted at them, they would have never got the point. There was one devotee in Holland, this was years ago. He'd been initiated for one year when he finally realized that Prabhupada meant what he said. He thought that was all just an allegory. He was reading Krishna book, and he thought it was just all like some stories, and ultimately everything's impersonal. Because unless we stress this, then uh, we stick to our misconceptions. And, yeah, it's easier to think of impersonal. Then there's nothing to surrender to. Then we don't have to surrender. Then we can be... uh We can be, we can just feel ourselves to be spiritual, but there's no actual surrender. Bhakti means there are rules and regulations you have to follow, because Krishna likes this and He doesn't like this. Krishna wants us to do this, He doesn't want us to do that. But if we don't stress that, if we say, well, everything's all the same, and bhakti is just a feeling in your heart then there's no need of rules and regulations. It's just a feeling. But when we when we accept the implication of Krishna being the Supreme Personality of Godhead and ourselves being his eternal servant, then we have to surrender to him and we have to do what he says. We have to act as his servant. We have to give up our independence, our false sense of independence, which is reinforced to the ultimate degree by the bogus propaganda that there is no God or that everything is God, all is one. So therefore, the Vaishnava Acharyas teach this so that we can become devotees. Unless we uh, exorcise the, the ghosts of impersonalism within our hearts, we cannot be devotees. As long as we have any attraction to this impersonalism and voidism, we cannot actually be devotees, even if we chant 64 or 6400 rounds a day we cannot actually be devotees. So therefore, Śrīla Prabhupāda kindly taught this. Therefore we worship Him as an an acharya, because He established this. So this is a very boring lecture, I should have told some nice stories, but I didn't tell any nice stories. I only told one or two not very nice stories. Because people don't like to hear this. People think, yeah, we already know. I already, I finished my Bhakti Shastra exam. Why is he telling us all these things? We already studied that. Now we're ready for higher things. But better hear this. Get out that wicked witch of impersonalism from the heart of, of considering it possible that there can be any truth except Krishna being the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If we define Brahma Satyam without reference to Krishna that's it, a fact, Brahma Satyam that's a fact. But if we don't define as Arjuna did Param Brahma Param Dhamma Krishna param brahma param dhamma pavitram paramam bhavan you Krishna you are that supreme brahma unless we define this unless we are very clear on this then where is bhakti bhakti mukti spriha yavat, pishachi svidiva tate What's the next line? Katam Abhuda Yobavet. Mmm. Bhukti Bhukti Sprihayavat. Tavat Bhakti sukhasyaatra Katam Abhuda Yobavet. There's no, there's no question of the bliss of Bhakti arising within the heart of one in whose heart develop, uh, reside the witches of desire for material enjoyment and attachment to impersonal calamity. So Vyāsadeva himself is supposed to be an introduction to the Vyasa Puja festival. Vyasa means the who divided the Veda, sorted it all out, put it in place. But he also composed two works, Mahabharata, which is also Veda, in one sense, a Purusha. But he also compiled the Vedanta Sutra, or Brahma Sutra, that's Uh, in which he gives the meaning, actually, of the Veda. And in there he directly uh, refutes all these wrong ideas, although the Mayavadis take it and they misinterpret it. Therefore, his ultimate contribution is Srimad Bhagavatam, in which All these wrong ideas are from the very beginning refuted, om namo bhagavate vasudevaya, janvādu That Brahmā which is described as the source of all emanations, yatovā imānī bhūtānī jāyānte, from which everything emanates, in which everything exists, into which everything Ultimately enters tadbrahmaiti, Sasva That is the pro- that is the truth. That is the subject of study, of inquiry. That is Krishna. From the very beginning, Srimad Bhagavatam establishes the truth is Krishna. And everything else, dharma, projita kaitama. kaitava dharma is Cheating so-called religion is rejected, totally rejected from the beginning. So we should understand these points. Srila Prabhupada writes in the, in one of the first purports in his Srimad Bhagavatam commentary, again, this is relevant to this Vyasa Puja festival, that no one should dare to sit upon the Vyasa unless he's conversant with the six systems of philosophy. So, uh, Srila Prabhupada's disciples are not systematically trained in Vedanta as previous acharyas were, but by the grace of Srila Prabhupada in his books, he has given us the essence of understanding all these points. So, we should understand. If we don't understand, then we'll misunderstand. We offer our respects to Srila Prabhupada as nirviśeśa Shunyavadi paschatyadeśa tādhi. He who has delivered the Western countries from impersonalism and voidism. And here in India also we find Śrīla Prabhupāda at a Gita sammelam with some of the biggest swamis in India, Śrīla Prabhupāda, angrily berating them, all big, big swamis, Prabhupada shouting at them, why are you cheating people in the name of Bhagavad Gita? Why do you not teach? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore we worship Srila Prabhupada as the bona fide representative of Vyas. Hare Krishna. I'll finish there. Is there any question about this? We should understand these points very clearly. Mayabad means everything unclear. I was personally I was so attracted to Prabhupada's teaching, so clear. No, so clear and so sensible none of this stuff like we get in Christianity you just have to believe why? otherwise you go to hell not very appealing to the intelligence God loves you God is the most merciful and if you don't go to this church in particular you burn in hell forever not very uh, convincing. And then uh, impersonalism, in, in, in everything, just love, peace. Everything is all one. Don't know everything. Words, words. don't worry about too much about understanding. It's all words. everything's inexplicable. Very frustrating. If anyone seriously seeks seeking the truth, everything has to be very frustrating until we come to what Prabhupada has given, and then everything is clear. So what Ramanuja came to give Madhva all the Vaishnava Chayas, that is in its full perfection given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But we, in our practical preaching, we take support from the uh, Vaishnava acharyas who preaching in the world of misguided people, we don't preach about Krishna's gopi leelas, not very much. There's so much misunderstanding. Someone at a press conference asked me today, well why, why uh, we told the four regulated principles, then why no illicit sex when Krishna himself has known for having so many women? So only m- misconceptions about Krishna. So we have to start at the beginning. When we, we can say in a general way that Krishna's relationships with the gopis of Vrindavan and the queens of Dwarka, that is fully spiritual. But then people have no people may accept that when we say that, but they have no real understanding what spiritual means. When they hear the word spiritual, then immediately they think, oh, it's all one. Oh, Krishna and the gopis, they're all one, so it's all okay. And I guess if I become spiritual and I can find some spiritual gopis, we can also have relationships and that will also be okay, because it's all spiritual. They don't know what spiritual means. So we have to start at the beginning. In the Vaishnava Acharyas, they particularly opposed this impersonalism, which kills all actual, in the name of spiritual understanding, it kills all spiritual understanding, Make it completely, the the, the actual uh, understanding is is totally hijacked. The actual understanding is that Krishna is supreme and we are all his servants. But then if you say that, well, everything's all the same. It, it just totally uh, negates the actual teaching of Shastra. So therefore, we have to understand Brahma Satyam and Brahma, that is Krishna. And the related, we're also Brahma in the sense that we're also spiritual beings. But he Krishna, he is Vibhu Chaitanya. He is the powerful conscious being. And we are Anu Chaitanya. We are also conscious beings, but we are very tiny. Simple point should be very easy to understand. We are controlled. We are not the controllers. We are dependent On the supreme independence. It's philosophically, it's not, it's not like very, uh, difficult philosophy to understand. It's actually very simple, but people find it difficult to understand because they don't want to understand it. Again, because they have, if you understand it, then you have to surrender to Krishna. And that's why everyone in this material world, all their endeavor is not to, is to avoid surrendering to Krishna. Therefore, they make a very elaborate philosophical construction, but actually if we reduce it to what, if if we take what it actually says, it's all nonsense, That everything is all one. It's nonsense. But somehow other people think that it's true. They like to believe it. So we should oppose this. Yes, so any question about this? Yeah. You should be cutting all these ideas, all wrong ideas. Just like Krishna cuts the head of the demons with Sudarshan Chakra. You should do the same thing. Sudarshan means clear vision. Krishna with his Sudarshan Chakra kills the demons. So we should kill the wrong ideas with Sudarshan. Give clear vision of what is reality. What's your name? Ah, uh, What? Sudarshan Das. So especially you should clearly understand. Okay, the lecture was okay? It's good enough to get a garland? Or a First they had to listen to the lecture and see if they liked it. (laughs) Then they thought, okay, all right, well maybe they didn't like it, but anyway, Mm -hmm. we bought the mala so they might as well give it. Might as well. Okay. So, what's your question? You should go out and smash all the, cut the heads of all the demons by preaching the right philosophy. Yeah, then. Yeah, Lord Krishna says that those who are attached to the impersonal understanding avyaktahi gatir do come they have adhira Those who are attached to the Abyakta they ad- attain a troublesome destination. Yeah, so what's the question? Hmm. Yeah, though the the those who are attached, avyakta, those whose consciousness is attached to an, avyakta, uh, the unmanifest, the, those who are attached to this, they get a lot of trouble. They, they go through many troubles. They go, th- and then ultimately they have, uh, they attain suffering. So? Well, they attain many troubles because they forget Krishna and when you forget Krishna you remain in the world of trouble. You remain in the world of difficulty. You don't attain Krishna who is all bliss. You attain, the. you, you, you remain in the material world. Do we have any other mic? If not, can it be arranged tomorrow? Organizers, any organizers here? Can you arrange that? That should be organized. There is one? Okay. Ah. Yeah. There we go. It's organized. Instant organization. I went in the tent of one very old group, so they were explaining, they had posters of, they had lost my and such Who is that, Brahma Kumari? And then I started to argue. I, 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 I mean... Brahma Kumari, what are you going to argue with them? I mean, they're just so stupid. How can you even discuss anything with them? They say, Lord Shiva spoke the Bhagavad Gita. It's like, Prabhupada gave that example that after reading the whole Ramayana, you say, well, I read the whole Ramayana and I just want to understand that uh, Sita is the father of who? How can Sita be the father of anyone when she's female? It's just like, you know, you're so, so stupid, you can't talk even to such people. So, yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Such organizations exist for people who, uh, and they're really... Uh, they're very, very serious about being in maya. I mean, they're really serious about accepting something totally stupid. I, I How can you argue with such people? They say Bhagavad Gita is spoken by Lord Shiva. It's, it's just madness. I, mean, I, I wouldn't bother... I wouldn't bother even speaking to them. I mean you could speak to other people and say, look, these people are insane. But uh, due to this Mayabad idea say, well, you know, Lord Shiva, Krishna, it's all the same like this. I'll take one more question and then finish. Who? I don't know we to be. And well, he, he makes he, the same Mayavad conclusion. I'll tell you one thing. One time in Nagpur, I was there with the Padhyatra, and he was supposed to be coming to the... Uh, the Dharmshala, where we were staying. So, one of the leaders there thought it was a good idea that we'll welcome him with Kirtan because he's a devotee. I said we shouldn't, I said we shouldn't welcome him with Kirtan. He's a Mayavad. Why should we welcome, why should we give any honor to him? So, anyway, they organized a Kirtan. And we had the deities of Garnitai there. He was coming for some other work, not to see us for some reason. So he came, the kirtan was going on, he walked right past. He didn't look, he didn't acknowledge the kirtan, he didn't acknowledge the deities. He walked right past with an angry look on his face. So uh, if he was a devotee, he would appreciate the kirtan and the deities, but no. He didn't like it at all.
1: So they teach
0: all. They they will speak of the, the just like the panduranga and all that. They'll say they'll speak the language of bhakti, but they'll mix it up just like the panduranga. They'll talk about Krishna as supreme. They'll say there's no places, go low. There's no Radharani. You know, just envious. They they'll take Krishna's name and then all envious. Just like you see in Gujarat, also they they'll have Krishna on the side, Swami Narayan in the middle. They take, because people know Krishna, so they put Krishna as a, like an attraction. And then they try to promote Swaminarayan as superior to Krishna. It's all envy of Krishna. I it it's supposed to be the last question. Everything is Leela? Everything is what? Linked up, linked up. So he said that these two things, body and matter, are voidism. He destroyed matter. Then he destroyed matter. Well, that's what. He preached voidism. Then Shankara Acharya came and preached more or less the same thing, but he restored he restored faith in the Vedas. and matter. So what is that? you. uh, No, well he said there is Lord Buddha actually as far as I know Lord Buddha didn't exactly preach Voidism but his followers preached that he didn't really teach anything very spiritual it was more just uh, but later on his followers developed all kinds of different philosophies which goes under the, the name of Buddhism but uh, Shankaracharya introduced the idea that there is spirit, Brahma-satyam, whereas the, in, in Buddhism there is nothing, just nothing. But then what they call Brahma, it's equivalent to the void, the imagined void of the Buddhist, because there's, there's no name, no qualities, no form, no activities, there's, there's nothing there. They say there's only spirit, but it has no qualities. If it has no qualities, then there's no there is no thing. So it's cheating. I'll finish there. Hare Krishna. Thank you all for coming. And see you all tomorrow morning. Hare Krishna. All glory is to Srila Prabhupada, who is endeavoring to save us from impersonalism and voidism, despite our insane att-